So, it's been a traumatic week, and quite a traumatic day to be honest. Uh, added to that, it's been thundering most of the day, but I have got the windows closed. I'm not repeating that mistake from last week, so I might get a little bit frazzled because it is quite warm, but not warm enough to go into the bedroom because I do feel I need to be back at the window. I don't feel that I am my best when I'm not at the window. Welcome to episode 19 of Mr. Bird Pods. <laughs> So why has it been a dramatic week, I hear you all ask. Well, thank you for asking. Um, I had a bit of a crisis because on Monday morning at 6am precisely, my alarm clock went off on my phone. That went down really well because I am not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination and being woken forced awake at six o'clock in the morning is not good for me or anyone near me so i turned i looked at my, my phone up i looked at it and it did say phone's alarm set 6 a.m monday to friday but it was not switched on which was a bit of a puzzle but i switched on switched it back off again and i think i deleted the alarm or something anyway uh, didn't think any more about it until Tuesday morning, 6am, the phone alarm goes off. I'm not happy. I'm not certainly not with it. I mean, at that time being woken up, I mean, I'm usually awake about four o'clock waddling off to the toilet, but six o'clock, I'm usually quite, oh, I'm quite, oh dear, sorry, there's just a builder's done something else. Wish I hadn't seen. Um, there's bit. I don't know what there's. There's some building. There's a white van and people that look like builders walking around. Um, so yeah. So then, what did I do? I think I I deleted the alarm. I did absolutely everything, and then um, I thought that's fine. That's all done. Nothing to worry about until Wednesday morning at six a.m. The phone alarm goes off. Well. I am really unhappy by this point, to put it mildly. So I knock it off. I bang out a tweet to uh, my phone people, Samsung, and my phone billers, EE. Because uh, if you tweet, you see, you always get an answer really quickly because I know everybody's watching. What they don't know is that I haven't got many followers and no one is watching. So, nice person from galaxy does get back to me quite quickly and says well the phone won't ring the alarm won't go off rather if your phone switched off which i knew because my old phone had been like that so that's why i was a bit puzzled by it because i had actually switched the phone off so i just thought that you know new technology new phone obviously you don't need to turn your phone off so they said it sounds like it's a third party app so what to do is put your phone into safe mode, which basically kills, temporarily kills off all your third party apps. And then if it doesn't do it, then you know it doesn't go off at 6 a.m. You know it's one of those. I said, then how do you work out which one it is? And they said, oh, well, you've got to work through each one by one. I thought, great. Well, if I've got 30 apps on there, that's 30 mornings of being woken up at 6 a.m. That's going to go down really well. But I did what they said anyway, and I thought, <clears throat> well, I'll, I'm so fed up of this 
I put it into safe mode. I didn't turn it off and I just thought I'll put it in the next, the living room next door to the bedroom because I'll still hear it, but it just will be a bit quieter and uh, maybe it'll make me a bit calmer. So I did that. And then at 6am on, must have been Thursday morning by this time. Was it Thursday? Yeah, probably. The phone alarm goes up. What a surprise. So I'm out of bed over to the chest of drawers where the phone is switching the phone off absolutely furious at this point only to realize that the phone's in the other room what am i doing what am i doing i'm holding my old phone now my old phone that's car starting up if anyone's worried my old phone has been lying next to my new phone and what has happened is, for some bizarre reason, my old phone has got an alarm set on it, which I did not set myself, for 6am Monday to Friday. And so it's been going off. I got the phone on Saturday, so obviously it didn't go off on Saturday and Sunday. To add to the confusion, oh, the builders are off, to add to the confusion, my new phone also came with the alarm set to 6am so what's happening i've been getting out of bed completely out of it not knowing what's going on just picking up the phone that's been ringing and of course i'm so used to holding my old phone it's just never occurred to me i've had my old phone and not my new phone in my hand turning that off and then when i'm fully awake and up later faffing around with my new phone and turning off an alarm that's not set in the first place but co completely coincidence coincidentally is also set for six has been set for 6am Monday to Friday bizarre all I can think is when the man came around to give me my new phone he transferred all the data over from one phone to another that the builder's van's just gone past a second time what are they doing it's not the flipping Grand Prix um when they transferred all the data over somehow some six o'clock alarm which I'd never set on my old phone got transferred through to my new phone oh, who knows so of course I felt a complete plonker um, until I sat down and thought about it and realised, no, actually I wasn't. There was the coincidence of both phones having the 6am set alarm and why shouldn't I pick my own phone up? I mean, it's just automatic and I'm certainly in no fit state to work out what I'm doing at 6 o'clock in the morning. So consequently, I'm shattered. Um, I then had to write, I mean, thank God I didn't get stroppy with Samsung because then I, I would have had to really back down and apologise. Um, I didn't actually. I, I, I wrote quite a nice... Uh, explanation so I was able to back down with a <laughs> sort of email uh, tweet so uh, or direct message so that all got sorted out and they were delighted of course very happy things got back to normal that well they would be because they didn't have to do any work I did all the work but it was I mean somebody did say phones possessed and it did actually feel like I had this possessed phone that whatever I was doing it was going off at 6am. Added to that, you know, 6am when a phone goes off, my head's swiveling. It's, you know, it was, it could have been The Exorcist, really. Someone should make a film about a possessed phone. I think there probably is one. Um, I could write it. So anyway, no one was murdered, um, despite my bad mood. And I'm still a bit, I am still a bit crotchety and a bit tired. And uh, yeah, so that's all sorted out. So then... What was the next trauma? Well, yeah, this wasn't a trauma. This was just a complete and utter embarrassment. I set up on 
Did Darren and I do our? Is it Saturday? No, then. Uh, yeah, then Darren and I were back to normal with recording our podcast on Friday. Friday just gone, two days ago, three days ago, and I. Uh, I record the podcast, so I, I go in on Darren's, Darren pays for his Zoom thing through his theatre company, so I go in, I log in as that, and then I record the um, uh, the, the session. Now, I had this hilariously witty idea of putting a backdrop, because I occasionally put backdrops, as you probably heard from the first few podcasts, if anyone's listening, I've been putting up pictures of Darren behind me. Now, this one... I had the idea of a hilarious joke, which I'm not going to say because it's a spoiler alert for the podcast. But part of the joke was me. Basically, I'd written something that I was reading out. And part of the joke was to do it in front of a backdrop of a man. Uh, It was a Caravaggio painting of a Saint Peter being crucified. It was all a joke about friendship because Peter and Jesus were best friends and this, that and the other. So it was just this joke going on uh, to do with what I was reading. Ha 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 So I got all that set up. So it's a very dark. In fact, I'll, I'll put it on here so you can see what it looks like and put it on the blog. So I did all that. And then in the afternoon, I had a Beck2 meeting. Um, and I usually Beck2 meetings aren't interactive. But this one was. I kept my mic and phone off, uh, my, yeah, my mic and camera off because I don't want people looking at me particularly. Um, or if I have to go to the toilet, it just saves that embarrassment. And um, so I'd kept everything off, but I asked a question. Now I didn't, I had it on full screen and I didn't have it. No, what did I have it on? No, I must have had it on gallery because I couldn't see myself when I put my camera on. And I sort of heard this sort of <gasps> sound, which I thought was a bit odd. And then um, I asked my question and then I knocked off my camera. I had noticed that I'd gone in as Darren Cheek as opposed to Stephen, which is what I normally put there. So um, I'd sent all these silly direct messages to the host saying, you know, I don't know if you need people's names, but I'm not Darren Cheek. I think they could have cared less. Um, of course, it didn't occur to me until I flipping well finished the meeting that when I spoke, uh, I was sitting in front of a great massive canvas of a crucified St. Peter being taken down off the cross upside down. So, I mean, what, what that looked like was completely ridiculous. On top of that, I then went into the podcast with Darren and when it came to my big ha-ha joke, I forgot to put the thing up. It was a complete waste of time. So um, that was a kerfuffle, honestly. I'm just going to think of complete. Anyway, they all, they all think it was Darren Cheat that did it. Anyway, they don't know it's me. So that was a bit of a traumatic weekend. Uh, week, rather. And then Saturday was nice because... Why was Saturday nice? A bit quiet outside. Oh, yes, we've got a bit... We do have a trauma going on outside. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, Saturday was nice because we... Or was it Sunday? Sunday, we spontaneously walked, no, no, we didn't walk anywhere, <laughs> spontaneously got a bus over to a friend of ours who we hadn't seen for five months, well, since March, before March, and had uh, tea in their garden, which is rather lovely. And that made life feel a bit more normal again. Because um, you can't go wrong with a cup of tea and macaroons from Waitrose. And um, 
That was nice. I've been doing a bit of writing because Darren's so-called theatre company, no, I shouldn't say that, <laughs> Darren's theatre company is doing a thing on Wednesday night called Art for Heart's Sake. Not Art for Art's Sake, Art for Heart's Sake, very clever pun there. Uh, he's curating it, where it's basically his evening, so no one was doing it, so I stupidly volunteered. So I did a little bit of writing for that, and then upset myself, because <laughs> it got a bit personal. Um, and then, that was alright, and then the harsh critic sent me through uh, some instructions she'd got about looking after some animals for a friend of hers, which read so well and so funny. I've, I've asked if it was alright for me to read that as well, so I'm going to read that as a little bit of light relief. So that's going to happen on Wednesday. So that's, I mean, I've never done anything like this before. I've never read out loud anything I've written before. So, well, no, I haven't. So I'm going to hide behind the uh, the other piece. Um, that's all exciting. And then, and actually that was, I didn't know what to call it. And I had shown it to the harsh critics. She suggested I call it window jottings because actually it was written around me. Uh, I wasn't actually looking out the window, I was sort of listening out the window because there was the children playing next door, they had hoses and were uh, playing a water game which was uh, very funny to listen to and I just started musing on uh, all their little wet play playfulness outside and then it went sad at the end, <laughs> I don't know why it went so sad. Um, but no one died. And then, um, well today's just been a bit, you know, um, we've got this, I'm very, I've gone vegetarian, sort of, well, I know that's a lie. I've gone 80% vegetarian just because we've been cooking, or I've been cooking out of the three books called The Baking Tray, Roasting Tin. There's, so there's the Roasting Tin, the Green Roasting Tin, and the Quick Roasting Tin. And I can't remember the name of the woman who writes it, Rumi, 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 I can't But anyway, she's from an southern indian family and um, so their diet was or, or their food was vegetarian um oh the first people to walk past a very tall man carrying a bright orange football and a very little child in a white dress uh, a girl who's obviously been playing football good for her um she's about three and she's got a pink and black Oh no, now she's stopped. Oh no, something very important. Daddy pointing, and off again. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the thing is, I love, absolutely love this book because you just stick everything in a roasting tin and you put it in the oven, and her flavours are absolutely wonderful. And I just haven't missed eating meat because the, the the food from these cookbooks. I mean, some there are some meat there are some meat recipes, um, are just so lovely. But today I did um, well. No, today today started badly to be honest because I had a substitute yoga teacher. It was another Zoom thing. She was a Chinese woman. It was horrific. I mean, it was. I was so glad I wasn't in class. I could see. Oh, oh, that's my. Ooh, whoops. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm so glad I wasn't in class because, well, I could see a couple of people. Their backs, they weren't keeping up with her. The other person who does Zoom along with me, she was up when we were down, and I was up when. I mean, it was just all over the place. She did. She was doing all these positions I've never got into it before in my life, and I nearly put my back out on her. In fact, I thought I had hurt my back on one of the 
shoulder stands or something. I love doing shoulder stands. It wasn't even a vertical shoulder stand. We were supposed to get our flipping legs, feet over our um, heads and touch the floor behind us, top of our heads. Level one this was. I don't think she got the memo. It was not absolutely, it was horrendous. And then I had to go for a run and I didn't have to. But I thought if I don't go run now, I'll kill myself. Because um, I'll just sit down and seize up. So then I went for a run and I normally, well, where we are now, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson's away at the moment, so I'm having to do it on my own. Um, last time I did, I'm on 25 minutes now, and the last time I did 25 minutes, I did six rounds of the little park and recreation ground. And today I did, it took me seven and a half. So I got really depressed and thought I was going really slowly until Mr. and Mrs. Wilson pointed out I've actually run farther in 25 minutes. I'm not very bright sometimes. So that actually cheered me up. And then anyway, so and then I've been ma making this meal, which I've just gone off and done. And I, the thing is, I love this recipe, these recipe books, and they're absolutely brilliant. And, you know, the food is delicious and they're, they're not that difficult to prepare. But she always, every single recipe, she puts preparation time 10 minutes, every single one. I'm sorry. Today I had to cut a cauliflower into four, take off all the leaves, chop up an onion, rub harissa uh, yeah it's one of those books rub harissa into the cauliflower then rub goat's cheese on top of it. i mean i don't know what to do with goat's cheese is that is that a skin around it or what i didn't know whether to get put that thicker bit onto the anyway that all got into a complete mess there was goat's cheese everywhere i'd already stained everywhere with harissa because that was flying around the kitchen and then then I had to roughly chop pine nuts, so out came the, um, ooh. ooh, big drama there, somebody pulls up and can't park, uh, to just see me staring at them. Um, yeah, pine nuts, out comes the coffee grinder, so I have to roughly chop my pine nuts, and then I have to mix those up with uh, panko breadcrumbs. <laughs> We don't talk about panko breadcrumbs. And then parsley. I'm sort of trying to talk and keep an eye on this. Uh, oh, I've seen these people before. Ooh. They're walking off down the road. Who are they? Oh, of course, we've got a stupid yucca outside our window and I can't see down the road, which is really annoying. Um, so anyway, uh, and then now to chop parsley up, mix all that together and then push that down on top of the goat's cheese. It was an absolute nightmare. It did not take 50. It did not take 10 minutes. Some of them take 10 minutes. A lot of them don't. So if I've got one criticism of, of that cookbook, it's that. It's that. Anyway, I'm going to have to go and rescue it again because it's had to go back into the oven because uh, it wasn't cooked properly. The big drama outside the window is we've got outside our house, we've got a beautiful cherry tree, one of those Japanese cherry trees. And then next, it's not outside next doors, it's a little bit further up. It's sort of outside, it's difficult to describe, it's outside the end of this person's side of their garden. Their, their front of their house is on a different road, no matter. But apparently there's been, someone is putting diesel around the bottom, oh, that's the toilet flushing. Someone is putting diesel around the bottom of the tree. Now, that apparently is a way you cut, kill trees. It's an absolutely revolting thing to do. It's, I don't know what it is. It's not, yeah, it is it's some sort of a cherry. Um, and so apparently the neighbors are saying, I haven't smelt it, but when it was really hot, it absolutely stank. And, um, and of course, if someone was to drop a match or a car was to go past with a 
I don't know, you know, a spark of fire, what have you, the whole thing could go up. Um, I mean, who in their right minds pours diesel on a tree? So the tree's sort of coming out along the pavement, so there is some, uh, a bit of soil that the neighbours are sort of trying to dig up and put water down and try to stop it going on. Uh, my neighbour said she contacted uh, Barnet Council and they're monitoring it. I think we all know what that means. Um, oh, they suggested that we... Oh, 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 no, the people are back and the boot's up and a very large box is coming out. Oh, what's that? Oh, this is all very exciting. Oh, it looks like a coffin. No, I don't think it's a blanket box. I don't know where they're going with that. And of course, oh, oh, and there's more furniture coming out. There's bedside tables. It's not even a big car. They're going to be in the yucca tree again. We should put diesel around that. Anyway, I'm going to take a break from this for a couple of weeks because we're going away on Saturday for two weeks. And um, I was going to do it while we were away, but I think I just want a break from everything. Um, so I'm sure you'll. So I know people are going to be very, very upset about that. Um, I'm sure you'll get through without me. I might do that. I don't know. I'll see how I feel. Um, so there we are with the, that cliffhanger of the furniture coming out of the car boot and disappearing down the road where I can't see where it's going. It's so annoying. Um, I'm going to leave you. So uh, everybody look after yourselves. Thank you for listening and I'll see you back in a couple of weeks. Bye. <laughs>